Welcome to the Well Seasoned Librarian Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 13. I'm Dean Jones, the Well Seasoned Librarian. Today I am talking with Tamara Dyson, who is a chef and restaurant owner and was recently on the TV show Beat Bobby Flay, where she beat Bobby Flay himself with the first ever uh, plant-based burger that won on the show. I'm very excited to talk to Tamara. Her restaurant, Solely Vegan, locally in Oakland, is an amazing restaurant, and she has chain operations in Los Angeles and Las Vegas. Without further ado, I'm going to take you to my conversation with Tamara. It was a lovely conversation. I hope we get to have her back on again. Welcome to the Well Seasoned Librarian podcast. My name is Dean Jones. I'm the well-seasoned librarian, and today I'm very happy to have on my podcast Tamir Dyson of Solely Vegan, uh, different locations around uh, the east, the, the west um, coast. We have Oakland, uh, Los Angeles, and uh, Las Vegas. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. And you're recently on Beat Bobby Flay, where you literally beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> amazing, amazing. <laughs> well, I had the... Um, the black bean burger from uh, Soli Vegan, so I can understand easily how you uh, beat Bobby Flay because it was uh, delicious. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I love I love creating, and burgers are are definitely fun. You have some great uh, varieties on the menu. So, I if you live near a Soli Vegan location, uh, please go. You're going to be very happy. At least your stomach will be very happy that you did. <laughs> Um, now you grew up in a vegetarian diet as did your whole family. Uh, was it hard growing up as a vegetarian or was it easier for, because your whole family did it with you? Well, actually, so, so my mother primarily fed us vegetarian food, but we, we weren't necessarily completely vegetarian, but that when I asked her later on in life, what made her make that decision? She just said intuitively, she just tried to do the best for us three kids. I'm the youngest of three. Uh, so so when I, when I made the decision to go vegetarian, my mom did it with me. Uh, and she, I said, mom, I said, I'm not going to eat any more meat. Um, actually that time I was going vegan. I said, I'm not going to eat any more meat or dairy. And she said, Oh, cool. Me too. So it was so cool. Yeah. That's my mom though. (laughs) That's wonderful. I love hearing stories like that. It's nice when when family does things together, I think. Absolutely. Uh, It's very comforting. And uh, you definitely need that support. Now, did you always like cooking when you're younger? Did you like cooking then or did you just get into it later? I did. Well, I got into it when I was pregnant with my son. So uh, at the age of like 18. So that's when I really started cooking. Up until that point, I just watched my mother in the kitchen create all these wonderful recipes. Everything that she did was from scratch. So I think I kind of followed her lead in that area in that I needed to create everything from scratch, no shortcuts. Now you worked in the medical field as a certified nursing assistant for a while. You were inspired to leave this field to open a restaurant. What was the moment where you came to the crossroads and decided to change your career? Yeah. So actually I worked at Marin General Hospital for just under 10 years. The first three of those 10, I worked in post-op, which is where patients come after surgery. But then the last seven, I worked in the endoscopy department surgery center. So I was actually an endoscopy technician uh, for several years. A uh, couple prerequisites away from nursing school. So we dealt directly with the gastrointestinal tract. So that being said, I did get to kind of see f- firsthand on um, what 
certain diets do to our digestive system. God, I guess that would, yeah, that really would be quite a wake up call. I think, I think if we all had to see that, maybe we would all be uh, vegans, maybe. Right, right, right. I read that your mother and grandfather were great role models for you. Can we talk about them a bit and what they did to inspire you when you're younger? Yeah, you know, I, it was the work ethic. Um, you know, I come from, you know, food insecurity. Um right. And, and, but one thing that my mother showed me, um, and she led by example with this, even though it was never quite enough, uh, she went to work, you know, she went to work and she, she, you know, did her best at whatever she was doing. And she was actually a grocery checker for years upon years. Um, but it was her work ethic getting up every morning. I watched her. I'm an extremely like energy sensitive person so I would just watch her eyes I can tell she wasn't happy she was going to a place where you know she wasn't being respected um but she did it she did it for us kids um and that that taught me to push through which is something that you need you know in business or just pursuing your dream or whatever you want in life um learning to kind of just push through those feelings and emotions and kind of setbacks that you're bound to uh encounter really taught me a lot my grandfather was the same uh he started a landscaping company when he was very young he's from louisiana and uh he just kind of showed me excuse me he just kind of showed me um just again the power of just kind of work ethic and pushing through and being consistent uh pursuing your dreams now you opened the first flagship solely vegan restaurant in 2009 here in oakland how are you inspired to open uh, your restaurant and what difficulties did you face in opening it thank you so much um actually you know, we, so we started the business at a local farmer's market. And so it was the customers at the farmer's market and the community around us that loved us that said, look, you have to open up a restaurant. Like we, we need this every day. Can you sell it out of your house? I was like, I don't think that's legal, but, (laughs) but, and so they actually, you know, kind of got me thinking about, uh, opening up a restaurant. And so I actually did Dean, I opened up a restaurant in 2008, um, just about 10, seven blocks up from where I am now. It was very short-lived. We were open five months. It was kind of a rookie move for me in that the space was available and someone said, okay, hey, I can sublease this to you, but it really wasn't restaurant ready. So got in there, um, eventually, you know, the city said, okay, this is what you're going to have to do all this construction. I didn't have the money to do it. Um, so we, we had to close that one. Um, and then less than a year later, I opened up solely vegan at three zero one Broadway, where we've now been for, you know, over 13, over 13 years. And honestly, you know, I opened the location with just a few bucks in the register. That was my sister. She put that in there so that we would, have changed for the guests when they came in. Um, the money that I made that day was what I went to the produce market the next day, got my goods and veggies and brought them on back and cooked them. So everything was kind of day by day. Like logically, there's no reason why we should have made it. But again, it was that determination and that 
that power of pushing through that I learned from my grandfather and from my mother that kept me afloat here. It was really my mind and my kind of positive thinking, if that makes sense. It's just so hard to run a restaurant. I've worked in restaurants. I've never owned one or operated one, but I've worked in them. And yes, I think I don't think most people realize the hard work and hustle that goes on day to day, opening to clothing. You're never closing. You're never resting. You're constantly moving. Yeah. 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 And, uh, that's, you know, 20 hour days, <laughs> Yeah, not, yeah. not being able to not being able to, at certain point to, you know, uh, afford staff. Um, it was, it was the determination and the belief in solely vegan, the belief, I, I knew what solely vegan could be. And, and I just had faith. And even though I was crying a lot <laughs> along the way and, you know, this and that and the other, um, I pushed, I pushed through and, and I'm so happy that I did because even more so than solely vegan, there's a character that develops when, when you push through and it's, and it's hard, it's hard for a lot of us because, you know, as a child, almost surely there was some sort of traumatic, you know, um, something that happened to most of us. Right. And, to kind of reprogram and restructure your mind to say that I deserve to live my dream. I deserve to, you know, uh, do what I believe in. Sometimes your mind fights you uh, and it, and it's, you know, it's not easy. And that's probably one of the most difficult parts is just defeating your own self. Yeah. I mean, you could have great days, but then you get one bad review on Yelp yeah. You get somebody, you get a bad customer that happens and it just kind of derails everything. And then we have the pandemic right now. And I know so many restaurants in the barrier have been closing. We oh, recently yeah. lost um, Brown Sugar Kitchen, which was a horrible yes. blow to the community. Yes. I mean, we've had a lot of, you know, yes. I, I know so many people in the restaurant industry right now that are mm-hmm. telling me that they're out of work. You know, it's difficult times right now. Yeah, it, it, it really is. It, it's, it, it was just like a ghost was running through our community. Right. It's just, it was just like a ghost was running through our community. And all of a sudden, the places that you've loved, the places that you've supported, the, the, the places that have presence in the community, people strive and, you know, work so hard to try to open and build are gone, vanished. And it's, it's just, I, I don't even, I, I can't say enough about the monster pandemic, you yeah. know? Um, but again, I think that, you know, for ourselves, and I'm so grateful, um, but I think that, again, for me, it was just, I had to revert back to that mind state because I got so scared, you know, as we all did, I got, I got terrified and here I am, I'm, I'm crying every day. What am I going to do? Um, my, my team that depends on their checks and this place to feed their families, you know, what is going to happen? Yeah. And, um, and so I had to remember Tamira, that train of thought is not what got you here. Right. So I had to then reset and say, wait a minute, we're going to be okay. And let's just figure this thing out, you know, and again, just, just pushing through it and just having, a positive mind frame, if that makes sense, like in that terrible time, just readjusting the thoughts to say, we're going to do it. 
Well, I hope we can get back to a point soon where everybody's, you know, being able to go in a lot more without all the yeah. restrictions and everything. And we could all be eating in the restaurants. It just, I mean, you can do Grubhub and that's nice, but there's nothing like being in the restaurant and being there. Sorry. I mean, you, people who create restaurants create atmosphere as well as the food. And it's so nice to, to if you, especially if you build a rapport with a wait staff, you know, people talking, being there, you might see the same faces again and again. It's, it's a community and it's really, you can't replace that. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I think that uh, the energy that goes into, and I tell my team, you know, when we bring on new team members, I let them know that, you know, I love the people that come through these doors. This is not just a business you know, that we're a part of the community, we are of the community, and we love our guests. So let's, and and I'm just big on, and I can talk so much about this, like, just acknowledging people, letting people know that, you know, we see you, we respect you, you know, and we want to do our best for you. It goes a long way, yeah. you know, it goes a long way, because in this world, you know, when the cliche that you know, nobody cares. Nobody cares. I care. I care. I care about people. And I have always been just a stickler to say, this is what we do here. So then when the pandemic hit and I can't even touch my, my, my guests and my community, I can't even touch them. Like we have to stand this far apart and you can't come in. Oh my God. It was such a mind trip, you know, such a mind trip. Yeah. Now you have a wonderful menu and just reading your menu um, at the Oakland location, and I think they're all the same, but I, I just reading the menu at the Oakland location makes my mouth water to read everything. <laughs> it was really hard for the person with me and, and I to figure out what we wanted. I knew I wanted mm-hmm. to get the burger ahead of time because I wanted, because you would beat Bobby Flay and I wanted to eat, have a burger too, yes. but it was hard. We ended up having to share because I was like, there's no way I'm just going to eat one thing. So I got to eat a few things. Yeah. And it was, it was really nice. And you have so many really fun. Your, your menu is not just good food, but it's also fun too. It's enjoyable. It's, it's, it's engaging. Well, how did you develop your menu? What were you thinking about when you created it? Yeah. So actually, so really, honestly, my grandfather is a huge influence on me from Louisiana So it was only natural to kind of have the vegan Louisiana um, fusion. So my recipes are definitely, you know, the seasoning is, is, you know, when Southerners come into the restaurant, they know what part of Louisiana or that it's from Louisiana, they know. Um, So that's really in my thought process when I create the menu. But if you can believe it, we were not even initially doing Seton. So we weren't doing Seton. I, I wasn't super familiar with it. Again, I'm a plant-based chef, right? you know, but, but I just mainly use just, just plants. I mean, just, just simple ingredients. And so when my, when the community was like, why don't you do Seton, put Seton on your menu? I said, okay, let me look at this thing. And if it's something I believe in, I'll put it on the menu. Cause I don't put anything on the menu that I don't believe in. So it has right. to be something that I eat. It has to be something that I feel like I can feed you and feel good about feeding you. I'm not going to do it just for, for profit, so to speak. Um, so with that being said, I, I create my menu based literally on what's inside of me and, you know, I have to fill it 
and then I, I sit back and I look at it. Is it something I can get behind? What is the flavor profile? What is the texture that I'm going for? And then I go in the kitchen and I create. I love it. And I, you have such a nice variety of things and textures and everything too. I really like the flavor that you brought to so many of the things. The greens were, were lovely. I've never had any greens like that before. They had a little bit of tomato in them and they're very smoky. And then yes. I had some wonderful macaroni and cheese that I was like, how the hell is this not have cheese in it? Because <laughs> it tasted just like cheese. And I was like, this has got to have some dairy in it. I don't yeah. know how you guys did it, but it was amazing. And the potato Thank salad you. was refreshing. Maybe mm -hmm. one more. I was like, this is, this is damn good. And the burger was just <laughs> incredible. And just everything, just little touches like the cornbread, everything was just expertly made. And I kind of have a like, goal to systematically work my way through the menu. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Culinary Historians of Northern California, a Bay Area educational group dedicated to the study of food, drink, and culture in human history. To learn more about this organization and their work, please visit the website at www.chnorcal.org. We also have the link on the bio. Let's talk about Beat Bobby Flay. You were recently on the TV show Beat Bobby Flay on the Food Network, and you won. Tell us about how that transpired and what it was like for you. You know, okay, so I'll tell you that the casting company called me, and they say, okay, well, Tamara, this is, you know, we're considering you for this, and give us kind of some dates within this time frame that works best for you. So I'm like, okay, I picked the furthest out, right? Because I have so much going on. So I picked the fur furthest out. And so they call me back. You know, it's a slew of interviews. It's a whole process. Um, but they call me back and they say, hey, actually, we would love you on this date, which was literally like three days away. So I was like, mm, okay, you know, again, so much happening with the business, you know, with Solely Vegan. And, and I was under so much pressure. Um, that I actually considered not doing the show, if you can believe it. Oh, okay, but yeah. It, but, but again, kind of reverting back to that mindset to always push through. I said, okay, let, let's do it. They flew me out to New York. Um, I took my son with me. He's my number one supporter. Nice. Um, and so flew me out to New York on a Thursday. I got there Thursday night, competed against Bobby on Friday, and then came back home on on Saturday. Now, when I tell you it was an emotional roller coaster, just kind of being there, so much anticipation in my entire body. Am I going to go in front of this camera and make a fool of myself? Am I going to remember anything? What's going to happen? You know, all those human feelings that we have, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, so, I would, I couldn't do it. I, I, I give you props for doing it. Right. On, right. It took a lot. It took a lot for me to do it. And then Bobby Flay, I have so much respect for Bobby Flay. He's so he, he's, he, he fine tuned himself and his craft to such a high degree. 
And that's so admirable. And, you know, I know that he worked his way up to that. I think that he earned his position and I have so much respect for him in that light. So to not only be on his show, in his space, in his house, in his kitchen, but then to compete against him was just, I was overwhelmed with gratefulness to have been put in that position to, to, to compete, you know, to compete against him or even to be in his environment. I was so grateful. Um, again, and, and honestly, I had more anticipation kind of going into it. And then after I won the first round, really, I was so confident that I was going to beat Bobby. <laughs> I was so confident that I was going to beat him. So it's like my mind changed and I'm like, now I'm going to get you, Bobby. Now I'm going to get you. But, but he's so great. So humble. Um, such just a nice energy to be around. And I'm a huge energy person. And he, I have a professional crush on Bobby. Like he, I, Bobby's, uh, Bobby's amazing. He's just, he's just a cool guy to be around. And uh, I, I hope to share a kitchen with him again. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be kind of neat to yeah. have you come back somehow and or be on Definitely. another show with him. Now, did yeah. you have to do Intel against your competitor that you were working against the other restaurant owner? Did you do like Intel and like do research and stuff? No, they don't tell you anything. Oh, wow. And when okay. I when I when I tell you that I tried to get that secret ingredient out of every single person I could pull into the corner, I did. I, mm -hmm. I said, well, what do you think it's going to be? Like, you know, I, I tried every way possible to try to get, pull that information, extract that information out of so many individuals. And they look at you with a straight face and they're like, I don't know, only Bobby knows the secret ingredient and everyone else knows at the time that he presented. And I'm like, shit, you know, I just want to be able to, I don't know if we can say that, but no, it's okay. You're fine. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, I, I just, anyway, so everybody was straight face. You don't know anything. You don't know who you're going up against. Um, you don't know anything. All you know is that you're going to compete on beat Bobby Flay. That's all you know. Now, how did you feel when you heard the secret ingredient? Were you like floored or did you like immediately start thinking what you could do or how'd you do it? Yeah, I, I definitely immediately started thinking, you know, kind of about what, what I thought. My first thought was that, shh, this red potato potatoes right i mean mm -hmm. it, it seems simple but now you're you're fighting against the texture you want to make sure right. that you can soften up these potatoes so the first thing i did was drop them in my boiling water to soften them up you know mm -hmm. and then i went into kind of rosemary and them and and the, and sauteing them so that the flavor can really kind of go through um and then putting them in an etouffee because an etouffee is kind of similar the way i do it coconut etouffee is similar to like a potato bisque anyway so right. i'm like okay boom let me let me let me incorporate these rosemary potatoes in an etouffee and i i was able to pull it off <laughs> now i have to ask you i'm adhd and i have trouble with like um when when i'm against a clock it freaks me out and I, my brain yeah. kind of goes dead. Did you have trouble like going against time? Was that hard for you or were you like panicking at all? Not the first round, but the, 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 the round with Bobby, I, I don't, I, so I haven't even watched the episode all the way through. So I don't know if they showed this, but I literally ran to the pantry, brought nothing back, 
ran there again. <laughs> I started having brain farts and I was like, yeah. oh my God, like I'm fighting against time. You know, I'm coming down to the last few minutes. What was I going to this pantry for? Like, I, yeah, so I definitely did that. I, di- I did go crazy a little bit towards the, towards the end, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I love watching these shows, but I, to me, it would be my worst nightmare because my brain yeah. would just, I would go completely blank. I don't, I couldn't think of a damn thing if I was in yeah. your shoes. And that was my, that was one of my reservations about even going, I was like, oh my God, am I just going to have like a complete brain fart? Like what, what, what am I going to do? And, uh, but I, I, I have to put myself in high level and situations that's high level discomfort for me. And that's just kind of my process. That's how I grow. And, uh, and, and I think that, and what I what I strive to do is better myself and challenge myself so that I can then help other people uh, do the same, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, did you go back and watch it later after you'd been on it? And how did you feel about watching yourself on there? Did it did it seem unreal until you saw it or was it was it did it seem real in the moment? I swear just the other night. Um, I was in my hotel just the other night and I was like, and this is literally just like four days ago. And I was like, oh my God, I beat Bobby Flay. So it's still kind of surreal. Um, and I still have not watched the entire episode all the way through. It's hard to watch myself sometimes, you know, because all I'm going to do is look at myself and normally I'm just going to see what I did wrong and what I could have done better. So I, for the reason of, okay, I don't want to, you know, kind of beat myself up. Sometimes I don't, oftentimes, most of the times, the stuff I have out there, I don't know if there's one episode that I've watched all the way through. Now, the camera loves you and you do really well on, on TV. Do you, had they talked to you about maybe your own show or something at all? Have they kind of <laughs> you, come back and circled back to you at all? You know, it seems like the community is calling for that. And all I can say is that that's something that I would love to do and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I would watch a TV show with you. That would be amazing. Yay! I want, Yay. if anybody's listening to this in Hollywood, <laughs> let's make this happen. I want to yes, see the solely vegan TV show. That would be amazing. Boom. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. And I love that the community is calling for it. It's the energy that's going into it. That's uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, we don't really have many cooking shows that deal with vegetarian food at all or veg- vegan yeah. food. And I think uh-huh. there's a huger demand for it now than there ever was. I definitely. don't know why they're not making this happen. Definitely, definitely. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> now, who are some of the cooks that you admire, the people that you watch outside of Bobby Flay? So for, for my own reasons, and I'll explain those. So outside of Bobby Flay, I love Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Yeah, he's great. I I love Gordon Ramsay because of the standard. And, and, you know, he holds people to a certain standard and anything kind of less than that is, is just not, not, not good enough. And I think that that standard is extremely important in food because you're feeding people, you know, this is where they're getting their nutrients, their vitamins, the vibration that goes in the food is very important. So I love Gordon Ramsay because of his demand for perfection. He's definitely one of one of, and I'd love to cook alongside him at some point. 
That makes sense. Because uh, tasting your food, I know that you really have high standards. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, for people that want to maybe try a veganism or vegetarianism, do you have any like mm -hmm. advice or like things you'd give them for tips? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say for the home chefs, because uh, you have those who don't like to really go out experiment get go buy some basil go buy some cilantro go buy some rosemary experiment with spices with herbs you'll be surprised at what you can turn your food into with just using a variety of herbs and spices you'd be surprised you don't need meat to season to season your food and now there's so many great you know products you know kind of on the market there are great you know restaurants uh, that you can go to to kind of give you inspiration as well um, you know, I've had a lot of people so over the years, so many come through solely vegan that left inspired, um, that said, okay, now you've inspired me to go home and experiment with different spices to see what I can turn my greens into or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, so I, I think that that's, you know, one major tip, do something out of your element, you know, try it. And, and you may be surprised at, at what you can do. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things because so many of us, especially if we don't have the luxury of living next to good restaurants, we have to kind of go to cookbooks to try things out. But I think yeah. if you if you want to explore something you've never had before, it's really good to go to the restaurant and get a taste of it first. And I think vegetarian or vegan food really is like that too, because I would look at recipes through my life that dealt with vegan recipes. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, that sounds interesting. I'd like to try that. But when you go and eat it though, when you taste it, then you're like, right. oh, the light bulb is over your head. You're like, oh, I get it now, you know? Totally. Like this is what it's supposed to taste like and the texture, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's like that. I mean, cause I remember when tofu was coming out back in the seventies, we were all kind of like, didn't know what the hell to do with it. We were like, <laughs> and we, we would try and make it, you do either ubiquitous, breaded tofu which is nice yeah. but if that's all you're doing then you're not, not sure what to do with it so like I think it's good to have somebody who knows what they're doing cook it for you then you're like oh I get it now totally totally agreed so what's next for you well hopefully a cooking show that would be great <laughs> we um and then expansion you know we um franchise uh is something that we're going to go into you know we're uh, uh, sophisticating that model, you know, right now. Um, and we'll see, I mean, may go into food service. Uh, again, everything here is made from scratch. So we may be at some point offering our products to uh, through distribution so that no, uh, nice. other restaurants can, can, can use our products as well. That's really cool. That's a thing I'm seeing more often now where they're, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a really cool model that I'm just learning about what that is. And that's really, mm -hmm. I love that. Now you have branches in Oakland, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas. Is uh -huh. it hard running a franchise and kind of managing things in all these different cities? Yeah. I mean, you have to have a team, you know, I'm, um, my voice is hoarse right now because I'm exhausted, but yeah. Um, again, kind of reverting back to believing in solely vegan. Solely vegan is my baby. And um, I know what solely vegan can be. So I'm willing to do the work to help get it there. And then eventually bringing on, you know, a team, a larger team than myself 
to to help with the growth process is the goal. Now, one last question. I know you got you got to get going. You got time limits. Um, so, for somebody going to Soli Vegan, what is your favorite menu thing on the menu right now? Oh, I'm gonna tell you, and this is the thing. So, listen. <laughs> I try to I, I try to work out and I try to like balance balance that as much as I can. But there's something that is my absolute go-to and all my staff knows. It's the uh the C10 country steak plate. Mm, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. You know, couple couple steaks there. Like it's kind of like a play on uh, I guess fried, what do they call it? Like fried chicken steak or something like that yeah, yeah, I forget yeah. what they call it yeah and so uh it's kind of like a play on that and it comes with mashed potatoes and greens it's mm. either that or the angry buffalo strips and mm. I swear I just can't stay away from it and when I fast because I go through my areas or my times where I or my periods where I fast just to kind of center myself and I just dream about that steak plate, though. I'm just like, I swear, the first day off of my fast, I'm just going to order that. So it, they know if I'm in Los Angeles, I'm ordering it. <laughs> if I'm in Vegas, I'm ordering it. If I'm in Oakland, then I'm ordering it. That's my fave. That's, That's my what fave. I'm getting next time I'm going then. You have to. You okay, have to. Absolutely. So delicious. <laughs> that sounds, I, I'm really, I want to go now. That sounds really great. <laughs> I had one yesterday, actually. <laughs> That's always been my favorite though. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, just that's that's always coming kind of my favorite thing. So that sounds like that's right, right up my alley. I can't wait. Definitely. Yeah. I want to thank you very much for being on the program. Oh, I really get love getting you. a chance to talk to you. I hope we get a chance to do this again. I'd really love a chance to talk to you again. Hopefully I, when you have uh -huh. a book or a TV show, we can do that. Yes. And and we're we're working on that. And yeah, please do stay in touch. I love my time with you and 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 thank you. Thank you so much for your time and and uh till we meet again <laughs> okay and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and the two continued success of your of your wonderful restaurant you too dean thank you thank so you. much bye -bye. all right bye-bye that was my wonderful conversation with tamara dyson uh, owner of the Soli vegan restaurant and winner of the beef bobby Flay competition hope to get to have a chance to have her on the show again really uh wonderful person to talk to and I would love to get a chance to talk to her more. Uh, next week we have a full week. Um, on Monday we have food writer Lisa Emiko Crystal talking about her upcoming book The Art of Conversation. That's going to be a wonderful uh, conversation. And then on Wednesday we're going to have Lisa Steele who's back for a second time talking about her brand new cookbook Fresh Eggs Daily Cookbook. I look forward to talking to her as well. And then on Friday is Chubby Kitchen is going to be on talking about their website where they have food challenges, a lot of wonderful food photography, and they cook from cookbooks and take photographs of it. That's another lovely conversation I really enjoyed as well. So we have a jam-packed week next week. I hope to have you all back. Uh, please contact me if you have any feedback for the show or want to um, talk about ideas you might have. I look forward to hearing from people all the time. Until then, you have a very lovely weekend and keep cooking.